December 5th, 2018, and we're here to ask the big questions. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Nick Little Questions Cease, and this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast where we talk about Dota 2 very occasionally on a podcast. Nick, let's talk about Chain Frost. Okay. What about it? So it jumps from person to person, right? Mm hmm. Is it alive? Is Chain Frost alive? Because, I mean, like, uh, if on. you think about it, a spell is. An arrangement of like it's it's like a program, right? A spell is like a program. Okay. A spell is I'll like a program, it. except for it's it's magic, right? It's a magical program. It is a series of commands executed through magic. That's what a spell is. I would I would agree. And so it therefore stands to reason that a sufficiently advanced spell is basically artificial intelligence. Sure. And given that Chain Frost seems to be able to find and jump to other targets, does that mean that Chain Frost is alive? I mean, does, that does that mean that mean it is sentient? Is it capable of reproducing? Like, if it hits a Lotus Orb, it, there's two. It splits. That's true, but that does not, like, I mean, there are people who are not capable of reproducing, but there's still people. True, but, like, in terms of, uh, uh, what, I guess, biological scale, aren't there, like, a mm. few criteria like, able to reproduce, um... Definitely some other things, but it's why viruses are, it was complicated. It's complicated, I think, to say whether hmm. viruses are alive or not hmm, for I some see. reason. I see. I'm not sure. This is something I vaguely remember from a school at some point. I guess I'm wondering is, can you say that Chain Frost is technically a son of a lich? Uh, bye. Can... I guess what I'm wondering is, <laughs> when... Lich summons up the energy to cast mm -hmm. some powerful magics, at like like the frost shield. Is that big Lich energy? Jesus, you are just. I'm asking. You're just on a roll. When Lich uses the E and stares into your face and makes you walk towards him, is that just him abusing his resting Lich face? Oh my god, it's too much. I can't take anymore. Just kill me. I'm down on my knees. You sound like a real lich right now, Nick. Uh, I, I don't know. Now any quit lich your lines. liching and let's move on with the show. Because <laughs> lich gonna have your mana just doesn't just doesn't make sense anymore. Like he has nothing that's going to to have your mana. Like he can't I tell mean, there's, creeps. There's melt for me. There's for the greater good mine. Um, there's not my best work. Not my best work. I don't even know. I, I kind of know his voice. Not my yeah. best work. Did you see the when you get a chain frost that doesn't bounce very much? <laughs> Did you see the post where it was a bunch of data mined uh, alternate abilities for Omni Knight and Lich? I did. I thought that was an interesting idea. They there was one scrapped thing in the the Dota two files somebody found for an ability that Lich was going to replace. I think maybe his E, and it was like a, a mana. It was the old chilling touch, right, where it buffed magic damage for a few auto attacks on allies and an AoE, except you also stole mana. And it also upped your attack speed. It was like it turned him into a mana-stealing machine gun. It was fucked up. It sounds awesome, though. I mean, so what What sources of mana drain do we have? It seems like they're removing a lot of them. We've got mana leak gone now. Yeah, um, gone sacrifice was a mana drain just not I from mean, players <laughs> i guess technically a mana drain um 
Very I mean, I guess we still got Lion. We Lion, still got Andy Mage. Uh, Andy Mage. Uh-huh. Um, it's, uh huh. And then just the Diffusal Blade, right? EMP. Oh, that's true. Um, Medusa W. Has mm, an insane okay. amount of mana drain. Okay. I don't think yeah, they've I'm really removed wrong. much. <laughs> that's fair. No, I'm just wrong. Yeah, it's okay. We're not League of Legends quite yet. It sounded like a more interesting ability than, hey, let's give Lich a direct CC instead of just a Q which slows, an R which slows, a W which slows and does damage. Let's also give him another point-targeted, you know, like stun taunt thingy. Let's instead, you know, make his his right clicks do something. It probably would have been OP, but... A little more interesting. Lich, get out the way. Get out the way, Lich. Get out the way. That was great. Hello, yeah. this is our I don't actually know who sings that originally cover podcast, and I'm Nick Cease. And let's get let's get to what people are really here for. Artifact. Artifact. Welcome to the world's first artifact Dota 2 podcast called Bottle Crow Reborn. Nick, I've played a lot of Artifact really? since we last recorded. Interesting. Oh, well, let me see how let me see okay, okay. Um Yeah, I played nine hours of Artifact. Really? That's a lot Which, of artifact. It's not a small amount, considering how little I played Dota. I played 10 hours, but I think I must have AFK'd. <laughs> Definitely must have AFK'd. For a while, I was convinced I was the greatest uh, artifact player who ever lived. Oh, you're not anymore? Well, I still might be, but my skills have their limits, and that limit involves my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you don't have access to all the you know the resources at your disposal you have a limited I, you have a very special set of skills that you've acquired and i played someone who had twenty dollars the resources mm-hmm. and it was like that they played well i'm not trying to say that they won purely on like wallet merit but like well here's the thing that they won one lane that i sacrificed right yeah and I had two, and I destroyed another one of their lanes. And then the other lane, I just had an overwhelming advantage. I think they had seven HP left on the tower, and I was going to hit it for 45, and there was nothing they could do. Mm-hmm. And then they cast a spell that just did 20 damage to my tower flat out, and I lost. So how did it do 20 damage? You told me this earlier. It's just a, it's just a card that says deal 20 damage to the opposing tower. That's just damage? what it does. 20 damage. Half the tower's 20 HP. 20 damage card artifact. 20 20 that's insane Mm-hmm. it's very good bolt of damocles 10 mana holy shit mm-hmm. yeah that's a yeah, big just, card it mm. is but it just it just erases half of a lane <laughs> yep that's mm. or like i i learned about the the gospel of uh conflagration oh boy yeah which damage uh, a lot of cards all the time Mm-hmm. It's a it's a improvement that causes two damage at the start of every every turn in that lane mm-hmm. uh, to everyone, and it stacks with itself, so you can cause four damage every turn. Uh, that's hard to fight. It does. It sounds like that. That sucks. It's you know, it's which is rough. why I think you might be playing it the wrong way. Oh, hear me out. So okay, so a background. Nick's really bad at this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, we should explain also, because <laughs> people don't come here to listen to Artifact. They come here to, I don't 
I don't honestly know. God help you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we we both got the game. I think I got the game a day after you because boy, there's been too many games that I've bought and and started playing recently. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll we'll talk about that later in our Q time segment, I guess. But so I, I got this game, and you, I think, had already you know played a few hours. You'd built a few decks based on what you had, and yeah, you I had some about an hour. some mm-hmm. good ideas in your decks. You had some Thank interesting concepts so. going on. And so I was like, oh, no, I've, I haven't done anything. <laughs> and so I tried a, a default deck. I think you smoked me. And then mm-hmm. we started, you know, doing the same deck for some of the other pre-builds they gave you. And you've been getting so fucking lucky. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, these opening draws. Because the way Artifact works is like your towers each have mana. And each turn they get more mana. So if you if you draw five cards at the start and they all cost more than your starting mana, like you're kind of fucked. And then you keep getting mm-hmm. low mana cards and you kill my heroes every first round. It's been the cards have been stacked against me. You are also much better at the game than me, but also <laughs> I can definitely feel that you know we've had some. Yeah, some there's definitely energy. some. There's definitely some of that. But also, I mean, like there. Like, I remember one game specifically where my starting hand, I had zero cards that I could play for the first two turns. Mm-hmm. And I still, you know, still turned it around. So it's not oh, no, Definitely, it's not I should have been able to, you know, but... I should have been able to win, at least. But alas. But yeah. it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. I don't it's know. I have, streets. I have not started building my own decks because, you know, you get like 10 packs of eight cards or something and, and two starter decks so you have a bunch mm-hmm. of cards to play with to build your own decks that's kind of the whole concept of the market that it's a training card game you own the cards you can sell the cards for money but the problem is there it seems like not going to balance anything i mean they've had this lengthy beta period so i assume they did balance changes during that but then there's a lot of just stuff that seems very strong like, I don't want to say broken, but it seems much stronger than other cards, like Axe. The hero card Axe sells for, like, 15 to $20 because he has such good starting armor, HP, and damage. And then there's mm. this card that's basically every time a card should die, there's a 50% chance it doesn't. People are upsetting yeah. that card because it's kind of very RNG. But I don't think they're going to balance anything so that all the cards maintain their value and yada, yada, yada. So... I was going to like start constructing some decks, and I was in Discord with Ian of uh, Dire Times Pod, and he's like, no, 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 no. You've been playing this the wrong way, and he's been playing the beta, right? So what he mm-hmm. did, he said, okay, share your screen with me over Discord, and I'll, and I'll straighten you out. And so basically for two, maybe three hours, I first did a casual draft mode, because Artifact also has a draft mode where it's not based on what cards you have, but just... All of the cards, you randomly open like six packs a few times and you get 60 cards, right? So you can choose two cards per pack. And then, you know, in theory, there's like four people and they go through all the cards in these packs and you can choose two per round and stuff. It's it's kind of like Dota draft in a very abstract removed way, but sure. it's not based on your cards. It's just based on all the cards. And so... Out of like eight cards that are shown to you, you pick two, and then you know the rest of them go away. Other people can pick them, and then you just do that until you have sixty cards, and then you build a deck from those sixty cards. So we did that for a casual, and he kind of has been playing more and has watched more 
competitive artifact, you know, artifact streamers or like the events they had. And so he kind of knew what was up. And so he, you know, guided me along there and we built a deck and uh, I played a casual. It was good. And then we did their, their like expert play version, which kind of technically costs money because you have to have a ticket to play it. And you start with mm-hmm. five tickets. And the way it works is if you win three games, you get that ticket back. If you win four games, you get two tickets. If you win five games, you get like two tickets and a pack of cards. But if you have, but if you lose two games, then you're out. So like you could win three games and lose one, and then you go for your fourth one. And if you lose, then your streak is over and you have to restart. Or you know you keep going until you have this five game win streak. So it's cool. But we did that again, and we did this other draft, and that mode was actually very fun huh. and i did eventually end up getting smoked on like the fourth game i won three in a row i think but on the fourth game somebody had this crazy black card deck and they just smoked me but it was still fun because like I w- i'm very daunted by the task of trying to build a deck out of the cards i have but this draft mode I guess it wasn't really lower stakes. It was probably higher stakes. But especially having somebody to talk me through it, it was not so much intimidating. It's just like, oh, what do I want to do? It's not very complicated to just try to do something. I'm sure, you know, the actual game seems very deep. But in terms of just trying to do something or having an idea, like I want to go aggressive, I want to go defensive, I want to go with all these technical cards. It was fun to play the draft mode, especially because you don't get to see all the cards, right? It's like, well, should I take a hero this round? Or, you know, there's a hero I could take right now. It's not optimal. I might get a better hero next time, or I might not get a hero at all, and then I have to go with, you know, a, a default hero that's not very good, doesn't have any special abilities. And so playing draft mode was actually pretty fun. And also just playing with people, was a lot more fun. Like, I don't think I've played any solo artifact besides the tutorials. Hmm. So, I, I, I don't know. I would recommend you trying draft mode just to see, because you get to, I, no, I, every I time, construct a new deck. I definitely want to try draft mode. It's just that I don't think I can play that with friends. Mm. Is that I, I can forgot. Tell? Yeah, that's actually, that's drama. There's no, like, co-op, or... There's no like social draft mode where you can play that against your friends, which is crazy. I know they'd have to change the mechanics a bit, but it seems very fun, that kind of thing. Totally. And and like I'm I'm sure they'll fix that cuz yeah, no, like I used to play um I used to play a draft mode of of magic and actually this is something they could add to artifact that would be sick, but also it would you know what? No. I'm saying it, and I'm already like, no, there's no way they could add it to Artifact. Um, what I used to play, like, I didn't really get into Magic, but I, I, like, I had a friend who was, and he'd be like, you should, you know, come along, and we'll play some, we'll play some Star Games. And I was like, okay, some Star Games. Star sure. Games? Like Mario. Um, and there was one guy um, who was just always, it was at, like, a tabletop store, right? Mm-hmm. And... There was one guy who was just always there. Like, I don't know, but he was just always there. Um, and he just had, like, a, like, a really big, like, fishing tackle box, like a big old, like, crate, just <laughs> filled with magic cards, right? 
Hmm. He was just completely obsessed with magic. And it was like, okay. And he's like, I play magic so much. Not only do I have like basically every card, but I can basically artificially create booster packs because I know the way that booster packs are made up. Wow. And so what he would do is he would basically create draft mode. He'd be like, okay, hmm. here, I'm going to make, you know, X number of booster packs and I'll pass them out and everybody build a deck with your, with your booster packs. And then it's like, okay, and now we all sit, five people, in a circle. And the way it works, what star mode is, is you are allied with the people on your left and right. You are trying to beat the two people opposite you. Oh, boy. And given the way that works, that means, like, uh, like person one is allied with person two and person five. But their ally number two is trying to kill one their other ally. Because just, you know, you just draw the lines of sight. That's how it works. And so you're yeah, like, you're, you're working with these people who are working with you, but also trying to kill each other. And you're like, no, 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 you can kill them, but hold off. I got to get this done first. And it's this great game of like diplomacy and shit. My head is um, spinning, but it does sound very fun. It's yeah. And so obviously you couldn't do that with artifact because if you multiply that by three lanes, you would die. Fourth dimensional, (laughs) fifth dimensional chess there, but it does sound very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's artifact was surprisingly engrossing when, you know, we, the times we've played together and the times like other people have played with me, basically sharing my screen. I think at the end of that, like three hour session, we had four people watching my screen playing artifact for me like with me but also for me Mm -hmm. and it was very fun Hmm. but you have also just absolutely smoked me sometimes (laughs) well i mean part of that is just the deck building side i mean like also Mm -hmm. i've given you access to some of my decks sometimes but even then it's like it's not the same to be like like it's like giving someone a hero they've never played right it's like oh i guess i've got the same hero as you but you know everything about this hero already right I built the deck. I know what the deck has, um, and I can kind of plan for it. Yeah, but like not a bad analogy. The the thing there are things in this game. I mean, I know you mentioned earlier the stuff that's fucked up, but like, Agonim's Sanctum is a fucking insane card. If you if you know artifact, you know this card. It is just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it gives it's you like a like, bonus turn. Like, what if you could y- double cast a spell on Dota two for free? Uh huh. Yeah, it's just like you spend all your mana and then you just refresh it and get to do it again. And you can do it every single turn. And you can get two of them in one lane and do it twice. You can have three turns. Aghanim is an asshole. He's a real, he's a real dickhead. But you know, like right up his sanctum. I, I don't know. You get like you get these turns where like I end up apologizing to people. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're gonna want to like get your phone or something because I'm gonna play twelve cards. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is sick. I can't believe it's as, an improvement. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but as it's I've been, been shown, there are just, counters, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you have to be prepared. You have to actually think. You have to play the 3D chess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I, you know, we'll have to see if I actually play it on my own. But at least with friends or, you know, even just with you, it has been very fun to play. It's not something that we, you know, we've normally done. I I know there's mm-hmm. like a Magic the Gathering online or something, and there might be other online card games besides Hearthstone, but I don't know. It seems I would I would never have gotten into a card game, basically. Hmm. I just never have in the past. So for me to just get into one 
I I only bought it because you know the the Valve hype and the, it's the Dota thing and it seems good. So I'm like, okay, sure. And now it turns out it is actually kind of interesting. But again, we'll see if I I play it on my own, develop my own interest as well. There sure is a lot of lore. Yeah, there's so many, so much voice acting. Mm-hmm. Just like some cards have a paragraph, a solid Grimstroke lore length paragraph of lore. They just like don't in, stop talking. With you at my side. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Though some of the voice acting is like, uh, uh, it's like anime. Mm-hmm. So that's I don't know. I have a thing where I I really hate English like anime cartoon voice acting a lot of the time, and there's a little bit of that here. Like you don't have uh, what's her name Elaine, whoever does the voices for for Valve. You don't have her mm-hmm. saying 15 seconds remaining, 30 seconds remaining. You have like this breathy anime young girl voice actress. It kind of sounds like Lena to me. Really? I mean, it's not like actually that. She's great not. She's me, not but... doing Alina, but it sounds like the same person. Ah, to me. I wonder if it is. Hmm. Yeah, it's just you know, there's a lot more lines, so I'm sure it was less thoroughly produced. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, it feels different than Dota, mm-hmm. even if it's the same voices. So the only thing I have left to say about Artifact is the same thing everyone said. So I'll say it really quickly. You should give us a way to earn cards for free. Okay. Um, moving on. Complicated. Oh, complicated. Let's very briefly <sighs> talk about complicated stuff. There's even more drama. We mentioned it last time, and just in passing, like, hey, Lamau, there's drama. Ja, ja, ja. Um, yeah, now there's a lot more drama, and it's just, like... So I was actually on another episode of We Like Dota. We did, like, this mini 30-minute uh, episode before some some other games that will I played that we'll talk about, um, and even at that point everything hadn't finished developing. But surely, in one of the co-hosts is just like, yeah, this situation sucks. I wouldn't want to be literally anybody in this situation. It really sucks. Hopefully, it's over soon. That's that's even more so my feelings now. It's just God. Yeah, it's just a bad time. Just take a break. It really is just a mess. Yep. I I don't know. It's it's frustrating because it's yeah. like I want like I don't people a lot of people are making a lot of bad decisions. But also you kind of understand why, but also you're making bad decisions. It feels exactly the way like I guess US politics in some way do like make me feel it makes me feel almost the way some different political situations do sometimes which is an absolutely horrible feeling because like I'm a very logical person or I try to be very logical and like you know I try to be very factual and stuff and so like I I understand so many sides or like so many arguments I mean and like so many reasons different people do things it's like yeah I totally get why this person would do that and then you know, each different internet comment that gets upvoted on Reddit is like one person bashing the other side. And it's like, yes, that is absolutely true. But also, of you know, of course they did this. Or of course this makes sense that they did this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah. and, and the specifics, like talking about the specifics doesn't do anything, doesn't matter. Or not that it doesn't matter, but it's just like this hellhole, this spider yeah. web of 
of trash? I don't know. I feel like, I mean, so just to be a little bit more specific, of course, we're talking about the whole Cuckoo TNC mess. Yes. And everything. The, the Chongqing Major ban, not ban. Valve has officially banned Cuckoo, their punishments, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I, I feel like we'll get back to this. Hopefully, we're going to give it a few days after it seems like things have stopped happening before we're going to really give our, our proper thoughts, because right now it's just a mess, and I want to have a version of the story that doesn't just make me or maybe feel bad we, to hopefully, talk about. Hopefully, I really hope, we don't even have to talk about the story, and it's just about, hey, Valve has realized maybe occasionally when you have such a big community, or just like a big ecosystem built up around your game, maybe you should have like a more public-facing a job yeah, in think... which somebody might, you know, have PR training and personal skills and like a team to to think about what decisions are going to be made in a little bit more mm-hmm. string or you know predictable manner. Maybe we should entertain the idea. I think this is like I would like the ending of this to be us being like so. Valve has announced they've hired a community manager. That would be how I would like this to end. Yes. <laughs> But if if you are or if you know a community manager, just please apply to Valve just right now. <laughs> the other possibility is that Bottle Crow becomes the official Dota 2 podcast community podcast. That is true. For money. Should... You have to give us money. Oh, I'm of not course. dealing with these people for free. <laughs> but don't you want the exposure, Six? I'm, I'm done <laughs> with exposure. I was, on, I was on Giant Bomb one time, yo. Really? Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. Patrick uh, Klepek used to do but... these articles where he's like, here are all the articles pe- on the internet people have written recently that you should read, and I was one of those, and it was really exciting for me. That's cool. But guess what? Exposure doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Indecent exposure. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I would do it for probably $3. No, I should have... What's my rate? Probably $322 an hour. Mm. I think I could throw the podcast for that sounds that sounds you know what that kind of money i could get a new host oh i could get true. rid of you you could you could probably pay eternal envy 321 dollars, and then you could save yourself that one dollar and, and get yourself something nice i wish i could threaten you with like someone we know but my brain immediately went to arian and he can't handle three to one mark so <laughs> it would be it would be a no deal oh man I've, I've recorded so much or you know just been around the we like dota folks so much and uh, the way Arian starts his, uh, maybe it's all of We Like Dota, start their recordings and like synchronize their audio is different than the way Six synchronizes audio just in general. I think Six's way is better. My, my way, like, listen, it is legitimately <laughs> difficult to find a person who does more podcasts than I do. I have the experience. I know what works. <laughs> Very particular set of skills. Yeah. You look at the McElroy brothers who do this for a living. I do more podcasts than the McElroys. Not all of them put together, but any one of them, I do more <laughs> podcasts than them. When, when they assemble and they become one giant goof, the McElroy, mm. Captain McElroy. Yeah. Captain Mackerel. Mm, I love mackerel sushi. Have you had mackerel sushi? I've probably I can't say I have, actually. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to get into like more really sushi good. now that I'm, I'm less, you know. Hmm. My like the thing about being immunocompromised is your body actually kind of gets used to it. Mm-hmm. 
And so at this point, I can kind of risk sushi. And so oh. I'm trying to I'm trying to sample some more stuff. I still can't really do buffets very much. Yeah. Um, because that's just like I mean that's just asking to die. Um, yeah. Just most, in general, for just for most people, yeah. Go to a, go to a, go to an all you can eat steakhouse, <laughs> and it, you basically should just put a gun in your mouth. Basically suicide. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that feel great, let's talk about all that we like Dota stuff that's been going on because I think it's cool, and we were yeah. part of it. On a podcast. Uh, So let's see. When did it start? So it started this Saturday. Last Saturday. uh, You know. Yeah. I'm trying to think through all the specifics. Because we like Dota. Or no. Arian. Arian always gives me the wrong dates for everything. Okay. So our We Like Dota team also played on Sunday. And we won actually. It was a playoff game. We won 2-1 to against uh, Dire Straits actually. It was good close games it was fun but he always gives us the wrong times to show up for matches and so now we rip him about him all the time but we like dota did a collaboration or are doing a collaboration with desolates which is this you know female dota 2 group that's been around for quite a while actually they're really cool Mm -hmm. and i i forget how it happened but basically there's this collaboration now where every first sunday of the month we like Dota and Desolates, the communities come together and they do a theme Thursday, like uh, We Like Dota does, where they different teams play in-houses and they choose Dota themes based on uh, dotathemes.com with things like uh, heroes who wear real hats and heroes who have loincloths. I think that's the themes they played on Sunday. So every mm-hmm. first Sunday, those two communities are going to come together and just play some theme matches. There is... Some sort of air convoy going over my house. I may be being bombed. I'm still here. Oh, oh we lost Nick. <laughs> Nick's dead. Oh, where's my alarm sound? And so they started that, kicked it off this weekend, last weekend, I guess. Uh, and so Saturday, there was a, a grudge match between the We Like Dota administration people, I guess, and some prominent members of the Desolates community. And it was a best of three. And me, six, and oh, I want to get Kuma. his name right. Kuma. Me, six, and Kuma, who's like a, a, a freelancer, basically, from the Desolators community. Uh, we all casted the games for four hours. <laughs> they were long games. Uh, well, the first and the third game were. But they were really good games, especially the third game. But more than that, it was also just like a cool event. Yeah. A cool thing that they're doing, like to have, to have any crossover like that. I feel like the We Like Dota community, and I was talking to uh, one of their hosts, Jim, about this. I feel like it's such a great idea to have Desolities and the We Like Dota community like interact more in that mm-hmm. kind of way. Because I feel like the We Like Dota community is probably the least likely place on the internet to have somebody be like Lamel Girl Dota, you know, lol. Mm-hmm. And like that's just like the opposite of the community. Like there's already women who play or just like are a part of the We Like Dota community. I'm gonna say the word community a lot. And so to cross over with Desolate Ladies is like, yeah, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool to to be part of it. Honestly, like mm-hmm. one of the things that is is it is what it is about about Bottle Crow. But like we're just a podcast. We're not really a community, right? Yeah. Um. And I'm comfortable with that. I don't want to run like a Bottle Crow Discord. That doesn't, like, no thank you. I don't want to have that, that, you know, that problem. And I think 
there's sort of a couple of things that are nice about this. One is I like getting more involved with other like Dota communities rather than just like the Reddit, you know, like actually feeling <laughs> yeah. like you're a part of it and participating mm-hmm. and cooperating. Um, and also, I don't know, it's just nice to do creative stuff with other people. I mean, like it yeah. was obviously, obviously not the same as like doing a podcast with them, but it's like, I'm, well, you know, we're, we're, we're casting a game I mean, was, that's played by a yeah. bunch of Dota podcasters. It was so. four hours of us on the, you know, I used the, we like Dota stream and we streamed from there. Uh, along with the Desolades stream. So you, you can go watch the VODs, actually. They're on the We Like Dota or twitch.tv, whatever, slash We Like Dota, Desolades. You can find them. I don't know what they're mm-hmm. bad at this. But they're they're apparently good VODs. I need to go back and, and watch some certain moments. Yeah, it'd be nice to do, like, we, I think we did a little, we'd done a little bit of casting before, but I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe we should look for it's more been opportunities. It's so long. It's been a very long time, and it's fun. I was surprised. Fun. Uh, yeah, I was surprised how how not bad we were, I guess. <laughs> I guess the only problem is I that's the first time doing like a three person cast and there was a little bit of crosstalk, but we were yeah. generally we generally figured out our roles pretty well, I think. Kuma was amazing. Like yeah. he's I think going to school at the moment to be a professional voice actor. You can tell his voice is amazing. Uh but also like he knew how to take the reins pretty well for most points. Mm-hmm. Because originally, Arian, it was like 45 minutes before. He's like, hey, hey, you and you should cast. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring Six with me. He's like, oh, that's a great idea. And I, we thought it was just going to be, you know, me and Six. And then at the very last minute, he's like, oh, yeah, and we have Kuma too. And he, you know, some of the Desolades ladies asked Kuma to stream, I think, on their stream. And then Arian said, oh, no, you should just do a combined stream. And they're like, oh, I don't know, a three-person stream. It could just be total garbage. But... A lot of people said they actually really liked it and thought it was mm-hmm. good. And I thought, you know, it came out pretty well, too. So, yeah, I was happily surprised. I think we had a we had a nice balance all around. It's also nice to have like we managed to have a great uh, a, a great comedy routine, additionally, in sort of quiet moments, because <laughs> it was like we we had, frankly, you doing some some comedy stuff with like your soundboard and stuff. Right. <laughs> And it's kind of the great combination of me who's used to it. So I like, I no sell it. (laughs) It And then Kuma, who's not used to it, being like, am I crazy? What's happening? It was so perfect. You know, depending on the person, I won't hold back on just being not a dick. I like to think not a dick, (laughs) but just, you know, like non sequitur. Too much. Just too much. Extra, I guess. Is that how you say it? Sure. Um, So like... I think it was near the end. We were, you know, not fading, but I guess running out of steam or a little, you know, vapor headed by the end of the four hours. And so there was a long pause at the end in which there was a lot of internet issues or at some point. And I'm like, oh man, we got stuck and started talking about Jackie. And I said, I've got to, I really should just load up the Eternal Envy soundboard. And then five minutes later, I think I did it. I don't think Kuma knew that it was an Eternal Envy soundboard. <laughs> he thought I was just saying things. And so it was like, you know, here's my best impression of Jackie. <laughs> Fuck, man. I couldn't slurp as well as he could. There's a really good slurp in that. Clip. Yo! No! And he's like, uh, what? No, 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 no! <laughs> Team? Help, 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 help. Rape you, rape you, rape you, rape you, rape you. Stop back, stop back, like, yeah, back. You know, it's always like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And he was just like, wait, what's going on? But then there was a 
a high ground fight, I think, and some tier threes against We Like Dota. And so we just kind of had to like keep going. We couldn't go back and, and explain it. And he just, he knew how to roll with it. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for just knowing to plow ahead. But you were the perfect straight man in that routine, mm-hmm. that accidental yeah, that was routine. Uh, it was, to, it was to all, nice. All, yeah. To all the, all the folks asking us to reunite the band, I have gotten some requests. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not, not going to say it's impossible. What I can say is I'm absolutely talking without having spoken to Kuma about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had never met Kuma before. Hopefully, we yeah. will again. Yeah, like, you know, not to be super serious, but it is low-key, like, kind of an honor to, you know, be part of, not administrating, but, like, casting and being part of the event to have, mm-hmm. like, Desolades and Willie Dota crossover. Because, like, you know, low-key crossing over just casually having more women play video games together with like the nicest internet community I know is like a really good thing. And I think is how, you know, you get more women playing video games or just have the community be less toxic in general. It's like, like one of the main reasons I like learning languages or something like little tiny bits of Chinese I learn or the Japanese I'm learning is like, it's nice to just be able to interact with people more or humanize people more because you interact with them more. So having more of that stuff happen is actually like heartwarming and a good thing to me. Mm-hmm. It just like feels like a good thing for the community to be doing. Totally. Totally. And I, I'm glad that like, I'm yeah, I'm glad that we get to take part of it. And I'm glad that this is like, I mean, I hadn't, I don't know. I'd, I'd heard of Desolades, but it was kind of like, you know, just like sort of this thing that was out there. And it's mm-hmm. nice to see, like, it's also just like, once I looked into it, I was like, oh, wow, you guys are big. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's dope. I mean, like. Yeah, beat up's I, great. I mean, she follows us on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Um, I, don't, I don't check the bottle called Twitter. I, so I, I just saw when we were, I was shit tweeting as I do, or, you know, one of us was shit tweeting about the event. <laughs> Just trying to bug Arian mostly, but you know, I, I noticed that popped up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like I don't know. I you know, I've known, I've known some women who play Dota, and I know how shitty that community. I've been on, you know, I've been there on voice when it's like, wow, all right, cool. These are yeah. some cool humans, and and <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of related to the drama that we'd rather not talk about too, because <sighs> I play with some people, and it's like. Yeah, some people, you know, we play with a lot, actually a lot of people who live like in Texas or just like around the border who have like Mexican background, are Mexican themselves, Hispanic, whatever. And like one of them was talking to me, he's like, yeah, I used to play with a bunch of people for like some sort of, you know, amateur competitive team. And then they all of a sudden, the four of them just started like making lots of like semi-racist, but more just like making fun of like the i don't know what other south american people they had played against you know or something and just like really saying nasty shit and he's like oh yeah yeah guys i'm i'm mexican i speak spanish <laughs> he's like oh yeah you know but not you dude and then he like stopped playing with them understandably yeah yeah it's like it's kind of along those lines it's just like yeah mm. it's nice nice to play with the nice people it turns out yeah and it's also just i mean like 
I don't want to, like, I want to help normalize this stuff, I want to help make the average person less shitty, and that's not because, like, oh no, they don't understand, they just need some exposure and everything will be fine, right? Like, man, fuck those people, fuck those bigots. But, also, they'll feel less comfortable being shitty if this is the norm. A rising tide generally carries all, all morals in this shitty internet video game. A rising tide carries all kunkas! Kunka! <laughs> Admiral, you're, uh, no, I was going to say your captain. Step is, no. lively now. Your admiral's on board. <laughs> board. I was stuck between that and the stupid Patches the Pirate thing. I've never played Hearthstone <laughs> with Patches. I'm in charge now. <laughs> God. I, I've never, I haven't played Hearthstone in like three years. And I played for a few, few hours. I just, now yeah. I want Patches the Pirate to have... Fucking Tidebringer. I'm an admiral now. <laughs> oh. mm. what? Um, I'm going to commission some fan art of them oh, hanging God. out. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. <laughs> that abomination. Uh, shall we talk about other games? We've talked about Dota 2 so much mm. this podcast. I want to really, maybe take no. a break. Don't want to mm-hmm. overwhelm people. We are a quote-unquote dota 2 podcast but you don't want to sometimes we don't talk about dota on our podcast indeed what else have you been playing nick fucking everything else besides dota 2 but also dota i've actually been playing a decent amount of dota but i guess i don't know why uh so you play lots of the mmo finals fantasy 14 that's true i do and so i think i did the free trial at one point so I think for Black Friday, there was like a sale on the complete thing. It was 20 bucks. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this again. And so I played like 10 hours of Final Fantasy 14 in the past two or three weeks. I think about that. And mm-hmm. I've never played like a grindy MMO like that, really, very much. I played the original Guild Wars, but it's it's kind of similar, but it's also a little different than most mm-hmm. MMOs. But I was... I've listened to almost all of Purge's 8-hour 7.20 patch notes video while playing Final Fantasy XIV. So it was uh, it was kind of a different gaming experience. Normally these days, if I'm like, I come home from work, you know, make dinner, if I'm going to play a video game, it's normally going to be with people, like maybe a Dota match or something. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, for a few days or, you know, for times when people weren't around, I just put on purge talking about the patch notes and going into spreadsheets and like grinding things and final fantasy 14 it was pretty nice yeah no i think that's totally that's totally the way to play a lot of mmos is to have something on in the background just some you know something you're listening to while you while you knock stuff out and kind of relax you know i think i want to think that i was a bit of an inspiration to you (laughs) um because i have a uh a guild in Final Fantasy fourteen. I started a guild, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're big. Um and I was so I, I've been playing that game off and on for a while now. And people will send you random guild invites. Yeah. And it's just an like, no, I don't like why would I want to join your five hundred person guild where I don't know anyone and it's just gonna fill my fucking chat with a bunch of spam messages I don't give a shit about. Why would I do that, right? Mm-hmm. The only way to not get those messages, those those invites, is to be part of a guild. And so I created a guild called I Play MMOs Alone. Um, because 
I feel like there's no better place when you want alone time mm-hmm. while gaming than an MMO. Hmm. Because here's my here's my logic. If you play like let's play you let's say you play Skyrim, right? Yeah. That's not actually like being alone in the real world. That's like being in a world where you're the only person who exists. <laughs> right? It's true. That's is being alone is not a choice. That's the default state. However, huh. if you're in an MMO and you play by yourself, you are consciously aware of the fact that there are other people around you and you are choosing not to engage with them. And I feel like it helps you get that alone time feeling much faster. That is extremely strange and very <laughs> interestingly very accurate. That is that is actually a a very interesting thought. Huh. It is it a very yeah, I mean it's like a legitimately different psychological thing. Huh. Never even considered that before. Huh. So I am at least level 30 in every class in Final Fantasy 14 now and I'm getting <laughs> close to getting 40 on everyone and I'm just going to keep keep grinding away they're adding blue mage and blue mage is going to be like a class where you unlock spells by being hit by spells and that's fucking Mm. cool what is the chance that you're going to be editing this podcast while playing the final fantasy 14 it is extremely high (laughs) a good chance sunny weather yeah it's because it used to be i couldn't get away with that but now that i've got this ssd Mm. it runs great it runs great i can totally have this editing in the background while i'm like waiting in my dungeon queue or something sucking in all those bites and well, that's cool hopefully you're you're having a good time right now i hope so i, I hope, hope you're doing so. lots you know, of damage fun fact you do sound a little funny though hmm when i edit podcasts i listen to the entire podcast which a lot of people don't i i disapprove you should listen to the entire podcast listen for like times that people cough or people like i had a large mark of my sound wave that folks aren't going to hear where i turned and my knee popped really loudly oh um but i'm gonna raise that and you, won't you should probably it. just layer that in in different points for posterity this episode i should create like a techno song like when yeah <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you know use it as the discord leaving sound when i left the discord before mm, mm. just put in a knee pop could be could be pop it lock it drop it snap it snapple but anyway i listened back at 1.25 speed Hmm. that's probably good i think i have i have higher audio editing standards than you in a bad way like i don't know how to edit a podcast but i know how to edit shorter things and so Mm. i just apply that shorter things knowledge to the podcast so the few episodes i've edited you know peek behind the curtain i've edited out more silences or like mismatches and talking more Mm. in a way that does not matter at all but definitely like exponentially increases the time i have to spend on editing in a way that absolutely nobody else will notice and you it wouldn't actually bothered anybody but it bothers mm-hmm. me because, like, if that segment was taken alone, it would have sounded just a little bit nicer if, like, I spoke 50 milliseconds before you. Mm. And so I, I really need to suppress my urges on that one. I do that I stuff. Like it, it depends on... I don't do that st- stuff as much with Bottle Crow because I mm-hmm. feel like with you and I, like, one, we don't have that much latency. Yeah. And also I feel like sort of our tone here and how used, used to each other we are, usually it's not that much of a problem. And but I like, feel like the uh, whole talking over each other thing is is a good thing to be able to do well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I definitely interrupt you more than you interrupt me, and you know, and that's our own dynamic there. But like, 
you know, we we have show notes often, but yeah. it's more free yeah. form. You just got to feel it, man. Feel the vibe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like on uh, a lot of my other podcasts, I do more editing for, for like awkward silences or I mean like fucking oops all anime because I have often a new person sometimes Ooh. who's never done a podcast before <laughs> every week. I do so much fucking editing on that podcast. Yeah. It's the anime. This is interesting it's to no scourge. one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, but you know what? You know what's just the universal constant in the universe? You know what everybody's hankering for? Everybody, when they come home Laffy from work. Taffy. when they Exactly. They just love that sugar stretch. When they get home from work, they get home from school. They get home from... Uh, you know, administering a government. You know what everybody does with the computer? They look on Twitch and they see if Arteezy, our tour Babayev, is streaming. You know? Sure. They're just sure. hoping. Yeah. It's like, you know, looking under the Christmas tree, seeing if Arteezy is live. Is he doing it for the boys today? Yes. It's like, oh, is it a, is it a day for the boys? Is it going to be? And there's always that chance. And sadly, we uh, we here at Bottle Crow have to announce that Arteezy is no longer for the boys. As of December 2018, it is official. Arteezy is now, he's for the girl. We have it from the most reputable source. Jackie Mao himself says, dot, at Arteezy messages slash invites me to party hourly, but when he's with his girlfriend, he messages no one. For the boys, my ass. 7.06 p.m. the 1st of December 2018. This is you the know, biggest drama in our community today. It's, it's extremely... Nick, I've got a question. Okay. If you were to get in a relationship and you had to choose between your relationship and Dota, wouldn't that probably be like a weird relationship? <laughs> yes and no because like in any relationship of any kind with anybody there's always decisions on how to spend your time and like you know dota can sometimes be like you know just chilling out you have nothing better to do or you want you know yeah there's different things you can chill out nothing better to do just kind of like time wasting dota mm-hmm like, I didn't used to be able to play Dota that way because it was too hard, but I, I was eventually just numbed by it. And so now I can just kind of chill out with Dota. But then there's sometimes when it's like you want to de-stress with a video game and you play Dota. And so that's kind of like a separate thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of. It's like time-wasting, but in a in a way that your your brain needs to just not do anything. I'll have those moments. I would, uh, I would think I would... Well, let me think about the time. I think I would be lying if I said I've uh, I've never somewhat spent less time with somebody I was in a relationship with for I think Dota at some point. Not Nick, specifically we're Dota. Solve <laughs> your problem and also especially Arteezy's problem. Okay, perfect. We're gonna create the perfect Dota date. Ooh. Dota speed dating? Dota uh, speed turbo? Dated, now, dating first turbo? off, you have to consider music, right? Romantic music. Of course. Music. Set the mood. What's the most romantic music pack in Dota 2? Definitely Harmonies of New Bloom by Jeffrey Bryce, a.k.a. Pomodi. 
Mm, you know, there definitely there definitely is something to that. The, I mean, it's the flowery. changing the seasons. It's you know? e- exactly, exactly. What better? Okay. To to seduce your mate with. I would I would definitely suggest avoiding fat rat. I don't mm, think that's I, very romantic at all. It's just not the not the right mood, and uh, probably it's, not a nation. Quiet time music. Mm. Yeah. Sale. Um. Sale. Okay. Now what? Like, you, you, is this like a like a support and uh, safe laner situation, or is actually you know what? Maybe it's a two one two. Maybe it's a support off laner. Mm. I feel like that's more chill. You got more. You got more magic in that lane, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just like one person farming, one person maybe stacking, pulling, harassing. I feel like there's more unknown. You know, something something more magic in the off lane than the safe mm-hmm. lane. Totally, totally. Obviously, you feed each other mangoes. Of course, it, it, that that sound, mm, tasty. Now what? Like, let's come up with some pairs. I mean, like, of course, what are some pairs of heroes for the offlane that you think have a lot of chemistry? Boy, who the hell do you go offlane? Well, Axe. So Axe is just a common offlaner. Uh huh. Um, you know, I think there's something with Axe and Dazzle because they've got this like love and hate thing going on. Oh, they're like that. I think is really powerful. Opposites attract. You know, mm-hmm. X can dunk mm-hmm. through Dazzle's grave, uh, yeah, shallow grave when he's on the enemy team. But maybe when they're together, they're they're the perfect counterplay. Red and purple. Which one is the Sundere? God, can you keep your anime fill <laughs> out of my Christian Dota Two podcast? Damn it! I was just trying to slip it in there, <laughs> unexpected. Oh, so all right. Call. Ja, da- <laughs> all right, all right, fine, fine. Um, let's see. What are some other? Okay, Tide Hunter. Who's good? Who's a good oh, tide. match for Tide Hunter? Big Beef Tide. I feel like. Oh, what would be the? Um, if Support Naga wasn't dead, I'd say they'd get along. But I don't know. I think I don't know how. I don't know what Naga's up to because now you don't need mana because you just right click and she does all sorts of shit. I feel like Tide and Naga. I'm I'm pretty sure they've been married for fifty years. They seem like that mm. kind of couple. Mm. It's like they still yeah. go out on dates, but you know they're both seventy. Just kind of you know that cute old couple. They got that mm-hmm. kind of vibe to me. Inseparable, inseparable yeah. like Skyrath Mage and Venge, classic. That one's a complicated one, but you know sometimes your relationships are complicated. Yeah, I mean you know. Sometimes one of you dies. Sometimes, like, I know I've had my wings cut off before and I fell from the heavens, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my mate had to, you know, I guess face the ancients, face, like, the shards of a of a mad moon to come get me and redeem mm-hmm. me. I know okay. we've all had that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, it fits really well in the offlane. Now, let's talk just real quickly about some do's and don'ts because... Mm-hmm. I think there are, like, it's not just itemization and hero pairing. There are activities you could partake in while, while queued with your with your loved one that would be frowned upon. Um, and I think the first of those is Helm of the Dominator. I think that's cheap. Uh, it's, you don't want to bring, you know, too much baggage into your day, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to have this big Hellbear Smasher in the middle of your nice romantic dinner. Right, totally, you don't want this totally. little weird satyr purge creep. Just like you know, you're going jogging, and then you got this little satyr purge creep. Like, Hee-hee. that's my my purge creep impression. On the other hand, if you're playing like a lone druid, mm. 
here's what you oh okay. oh 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 Nick fucks fuck this whole segment. I figured it out. Okay. okay. You're you're playing Lone Druid and you're playing with your with your with your you know and you 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 run the bear up to him. Uh-huh. And then from the bear, you pass them a ring of regen. And you say, will you marry me? Wow. that's Because the, the bear is the ring bearer. I swear to you, somebody is going to do that. <laughs> Who do we know? Hmm. Man. I, somebody has to do that. That's going to be on the Reddit. You know that's going to be it. Valve will probably highlight that. Because Valve takes all their good ideas from this podcast. And they take all their bad ideas from this podcast. So they're gonna like highlight a, a time in game that that's happened. That's gonna be the what next about, true site. That's why it's taking so long. You know what? Let's just add a wedding ring to the inventory to the shop inventory. You have had an idea. You've definitely had this idea. I'm trying to remember. Continue no, while I, I think, think about this. Hmm. I don't think I have. You know, but just like add it as like you know like a six thousand gold, but no stats, and so it's like no, you really sacrificed for this. You probably threw the game. Why did you do that? It means you're, nothing. You're you don't really have to spend you know? three months, you know, last hitting salary on this. But hey, what a, what a nice gesture. You've definitely, I feel like you've had an idea of like a wedding ring. I wish we had a, a Bottle Crow wiki with just I mean, the transcripts. Definitely some, there was definitely some like, like Valentine's Day, like love mechanic. Yeah, shit. I feel like it was, oh, I should, if I went through the mm. show notes for, I think, two Valentine's Day episodes we've had. Listen, I my show notes like are fucking worthless. <laughs> <laughs> they're That's good true. if you they're often good if you want to goof. Not as much lately. I need to put I need to work harder. Um because often what happens now is it's like I, I get the show up, I barely finished editing it. It's fucking twelve thirty uh like in the morning, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot the show notes. What did we even <laughs> fucking talk about? Mm-hmm. But you know. I'll, I'll I'll work harder. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We appreciate. It. There's some podcatchers. I used to use Overcast, and for some reason, I don't know. Overcast. I felt like it used to be better. You can't actually see the whole notes, at least not on mm. mobile. It's pretty bad. Hmm. So I stopped using it. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I just for for comparison, I just pulled up the show notes for the latest episode of the Bombcast, mm-hmm. and it's like 20 words. So maybe I'm doing all right. Man. It's like an, it's a really underappreciated art form. A good show note. You, know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you just got to show show the notes. You really do. There's a lot of art there. Nick, it's possible that our date would fail, that our Dota date would not win someone's heart. Mm-hmm. But when all else fails, there is always one sure way to win someone over. What would that be? That would be home cooking. Let's kick it to Jackie's chow. I'm not sure why the verb is basically always kick it, but when you see Eternal Envy, if I know anything about Dota Two managers and captains or just general teams, (laughs) you gotta kick them. (laughs) I didn't know where you were going for something. Neither did I. (laughs) I was gonna say something really mean about physically kicking Jackie Mao, but I'm like, I really don't want to do that. I don't have to pivot at all. We'll just make it about kicking him from the team. 
I don't even know what he's on now. Or the I fact hope that he, he kicks well. lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Owie. <laughs> oh, God. So sad. Oh, the, such an old wound, yet so fresh. What When we eventually get to talk to Jackie, what should we have him say that we play as, like, the eternal intro to Jackie's Chow? We got to think about a good line. Can you drop your stick now? Fur6Nixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixixix
I set tea, I brew tea for a set amount of time. I don't touch it until the timer goes off, and then I throw the bag away. But, like, it's another step. It's three minutes. Normally, tea is the last thing I do before leaving the kitchen area and going to my computer area. Well, then readjust your timing. I've started to do it. Yeah, start by boiling the water and pour it while you're doing a few other things, and then the timer goes off, you pull the bag out, drop it. And then, it's really in not my hard. Case, add a little bit of milk and sugar, and you're good. Yeah, it's extremely simple, actually. Literally, children can do it. Literally, mm-hmm. but not me, and not Purge. Mm. So that's you know why my mouth is extremely dry at the moment, despite the fact that I've been drinking tea. It's because I overbrewed it, and it just you know too many tannins. In the yeah, tea that now. tannic acid just tearing your mouth apart. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a leading carcinogen. Is it? That's probably true, actually. <laughs> I made that up, but it also probably yeah, is true. Everything is a carcinogen. Time is is the strongest carcinogen. You know, you're not wrong. They just taste so good, though. Before I came to my computer area, I made dinner this evening like a human being. And I made some pan-fried rainbow trout that was around with hash browns and green beans. When you say it was around, mm-hmm. what does that mean? So, how specific should I be? I mean, like, do you mean I had it in my fridge, or mm-hmm. do you mean, like, I pl- I shoved my hand into the river and pulled one out? Uh, that That's actually exactly how it happened. That's pretty sick. That's oddly specific. It is. It was sick. Sick, nasty, bro. Woo! Uh, yeah. It was pretty good. It was pretty tasty. I just did some salt, pepper, and... I was looking up, you know, what do, what do you do with rainbow trout? Just in like, you know, trying to mm-hmm. get ideas. People do it with fresh tarragon, hmm. which is like a, I know of tarragon, right? I think most people know of tarragon, but like, what the hell do you use it for? You yeah, probably I know actually, it because you cook with French stuff. I, I do with, do some French stuff, but honestly, like, I mean, these days, mostly I'm using a lot of Indian spices. Oh, um, so good. Yeah. No, no kidding. Yeah. I, uh, I had a terrible moment yesterday where I pulled out my jar of turmeric, my jar labeled turmeric, and it was empty. I was just like, <gasps> oh, no. My food has no color. Shocking. Sorry, I distracted you. Re- shocking real-life tales from <laughs> from California. Yeah, no, it's good. But tarragon, it, like, it tastes like and kind of smells like licorice, but it gets better as you cook it down. And so it's kind of just like herby, I guess. It doesn't mm-hmm. taste like a lot. So I just put salt, pepper, and tarragon on my fish. I did actually a lot of shit in my green beans, just like pan fried them, garlic, some sort of spicy thing, and then olive oil, a little bit of honey, salt, pepper. It, there was something in there. And then I had just like frozen hash browns around. So I just kind of steamed and then fried those in a pan. It was good. Uh, because I didn't really have like potatoes around. Normally I would have just made potatoes or something with the fish. But I wanted to talk about, finally we get to the point, uh, talk about pan frying proteins. And in in particular here, fish. Right. Because it's not hard, but you can easily screw it up in just Mm -hmm. a frustrating manner. It's kind of similar to how you cook kind of a lot of stuff in terms of just general frying. So when I mean pan fry, I don't mean like shallow fry in an inch of oil. I mean, maybe like a tablespoon or two, depending on the size of the pan and the size of the fish, right? So you're not mm-hmm. 
like coating the entire bottom so it doesn't rise up at all. It's just the oil X is like a thermal bridge between the hot metal pan and whatever protein you put in. And I feel like right. fish are a good thing to talk about with pan frying because they're probably one of the more sensitive proteins to that. So you you want to make sure you get it right. So what I did here, I took the fish out of the fridge and then I, well, I took them out of the bag. I put them on a plate with paper towels on it, top and bottom, because one of the key things, I think it's probably like three key things to pan frying the fish fine. I'm not good at cooking. I'm just fine at cooking <laughs> uh, is to make sure it's dry. Because if it's not dry, you're going to have lots of water and lots of water with high heat and fat makes the fat go everywhere. And mm. it's more messy. Well, it can be painful and that's annoying too, but it's also just messy because then you get little drops of oil everywhere. And that's just annoying. You don't have to clean up more crap than you already will have to from cooking, right? Sure. So of course. you want to make sure the outside of your protein is as dry as possible. I do the same thing when I pan fry steaks. Uh, so I just sat them on the paper towel there. Let it sit for 15 minutes because the tip number two is to try to have the least uh, temperature differential. So it's the same thing kind of with like taking steaks out steaks out for, I don't know, like 30 minutes, an hour beforehand. Mm-hmm. One of the things is to make sure it gets not necessarily to room. It doesn't have to get to room temperature, but just not, you know, 30 almost degrees like your fridge is because it'll take longer to cook because you have to heat up, you know things for longer there's more energy there and it'll also mm. take down the temperature of whatever you're cooking it in and when you're pan frying if your pan gets cold there's tip number three you got to have a hot pan because if your pan gets cold it's going to stick hmm. and that's a problem yeah so i took out the the fish set it on a paper towel on a plate for 15 minutes and then i put some salt pepper and tarragon and like maybe some paprika on it whatever keep it simple do whatever you want put a rub on it fuck it and then i heated up a cast iron pan for like two minutes on low heat and then i brought it up to medium and then i flicked a little bit of water onto it and it immediately boiled away which means it's at like medium hot heat if you flick water onto a hot pan and well if it doesn't like sizzle at all you know it's too cold but if it sizzles but doesn't immediately boil it actually means it's too hot for this kind of thing i i don't know why it's weird it's because it's like micro boiling along the edge have you have you seen this yeah yeah, yeah. Where like you'll get like a dra- a dancing droplet because it can't like the heat is so much it can't really make proper contact yeah like it boils before it actually heats up the whole thing the edge it's weird i'm sure it's very interesting physics but you want it to immediately boil away and that's kind of what you want for just pan frying here it's not like a super stir fry and then you take the fish, you put it skin side down generally. Generally, I don't know. I'm sure there's differing opinions, but from the chefs that I've like worked with at school and stuff, you generally want the presentation side down of whatever stuff, you know, protein you're, you're doing. So if it's like chicken with skin, you want to put the skin side down. Just generally the skin side down is, is good. And that'll get it the most crispy too. And so just in my case, I had these fish fillets. They weren't very thick, so I just put it skin side down in this hot pan with a little bit of oil. Waited like three minutes, and then it should release on its own is a thing. Hmm. It shouldn't stick if you have the right heat and it's not super, your protein whatever is not super wet. Once it's 
cooked in terms of, you know, the skin is crispy and has browned, it should just release from the pan on its own. Hmm. That that was a major thing I had to learn because I would be like, you know, checking it, right? Because you always want to say, oh, is it brown enough? And so I'd lift it up with a spatula. But if it's not done yet, then the skin separates from the fish or it like tears and it flakes off and then you're never going to get it off the pan. You have to like scrub it. If you mm. just like leave it alone for a few minutes, that really does it in my experience. Mm. And then that's basically it. You know, you flip it and then you let it cook for two more minutes in my case for my skinny fish fillets and it's done. I do not have a lot of experience cooking fish. So this is actually really helpful experience uh, advice for me as well. I've figured things out from obviously looking things up on the internet like I do for most things I try to learn and also just fucking up a lot because mm. it it is very frustrating to have like this amazing piece of fish you know go I, when i was in philly i would go to the reading terminal market go to this you know nice fish stall get this cool i don't know I, there was some great you know fillets of fish you could get there for not too pricey and then you'd go and you'd like oh so i'm gonna season it with salt and pepper i'll put this you know spice blend on it and then you put it in the pan and it's either too hot and the oil goes everywhere because you didn't like blot out all the water on it or it's too cold and then the skin sticks and you're like oh it's been three minutes my timer went off time to flip my fish and then you put the spatula under it and the skin comes right off which means like you know it doesn't look cool if you're trying to you know impress somebody with your amazing fish skin you know fish skin the sexiest part of of any date and then also it doesn't cook properly unless you i guess have a big enough pan and you could like put the fish where the fish skin isn't sticking but like i had a small cast iron pan and so i would i did it where like i flipped it too early right until all the skin came off and then like the skin acted as an insulator between the pan and the rest of the fish i really fucked it up so don't do that and don't combine our tips, Artur. I know you're thinking you can go for a two-for-one, <laughs> but if you try and use a spear bear oh. to serve this perfectly cooked fish, Nick Nick style, that mm-hmm. bear's going to eat that fish. I was just going to it would be irresistible. What if Arteezy did a cooking, a combination cooking and Dota 2 stream, and it's with him and his girlfriend? You know, maybe they've been going out long enough that, you know, he's comfortable showing her on stream. You know, maybe they're going to have a more lasting relationship. And so they do this combination cooking where one of them cooks and one of them plays Dota, but you don't know which it is on any given day. So, like, maybe they could start off and they play a game of Artifact against each other. And whoever wins gets to have, like, you know, first pick. They can either pick the side, you know, do they want the mm-hmm. Radiant, the, the Cooking, or the Dire, the Dota 2. Mm-hmm. And so you just have this either like split screen, some sort of picture-in-picture thing, or maybe there's a third person. Maybe there's a, a commentator, a host, a chairman, and you can switch between the two events. And so, oh, you know. Oh, okay. How's, how's this? So I used okay. to watch a lot of MasterChef, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, and one of the things I'll do in MasterChef sometimes is, like, a challenge is, like, oh, it's team cooking, but, like, only one of you can cook at a time. It's, like, tag team cooking, uh. right? And <laughs> so it's, like, you you go for, like, 15 minutes, and it's, like, okay, switch, go. And you've got, like, 30 seconds to be, like, okay, I've got the fish on the pan, and the bread is done, and, I'd, uh, okay, go. Um, only the other person isn't just sitting and waiting. They're playing Dota. And when you swap. Oh, every fi- every Every 10 minutes, you have to swap. Uh-huh. Every and five so it's minutes. Like, okay. Six. So Artur takes over the cooking <laughs> and Artur's Artur's lady friend takes over the Dota mm-hmm. and then ten minutes they switch back. That sounds 
gosh, I that sounds like a good idea. I should work for BTS. I have all these great shitty ideas. Mm-hmm. Let's get in there. You know, I think that could be a great way to earn some money in Midas mode. God, where's Midas mode 2? We need it. Right? Where is Midas mode 2? Midas mode was right the best. I loved Midas mode. Gosh. Reginald must be slacking. Oh, nice. All right. Well, I think that's it for us here at Bottle Crow. Um, we had basically no notes, and yet this episode was what it was. Um, at least it wasn't a two-hour patch notes accidental quote-unquote special. Ah, oh, we're bad. Like, yeah. Like, I remember when we started that, and I was like, 30 minutes. We got 30 yeah. minutes. That- <laughs> and then the first session was 45. And then after yeah. that, we're like, okay, we'll just quickly go through this. It's a two-hour show. <laughs> <sighs> we do not run a tight ship here. No, we really Shocker. don't. You know who does? Admiral Kunka. God damn it. Leave. Get here. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I want to say a quick thank you to Ashley Ryan, a.k.a. Spimmy, who did our podcast art, The Bottle with Crow. She is, again, accepting commissions. So you can go to patreon.com slash Spimmy or her Twitter, which is at Spimmy. If you want to check out some of the artwork she's done and perhaps get a commission of your own. I also want to give a big thank you to Jeffrey Bryce, a.k.a. Reddit user Pomodi, a.k.a. the artist behind the Rhythms of Roof Shadow Ruins, the Highlander Music Pack, and, mm. of course, Harmonies of New Bloom. I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to start doing Harmonies again. <laughs> i got to redownload the pack, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because, God, that music's just so good. It is. It really is. But with all that said, thank you so much, everyone. Don't forget to check our our Twitter at Bottle Crow, and we will see you next time. Peace out.